Wife of the Party Book Club. Woohoo! Kathy Kirsten and I read a book called Tiny Beautiful Things. It's a book of her advice column, letters to her and her responses. And I really enjoyed it. What was really interesting is one of George's college friends uh, said that her school uh, had this book as required reading. So great for young adults, but I enjoyed it too. Great place to foster compassion for other people, maybe find some advice you might need yourself. Again, it's called Tiny Beautiful Things by Cheryl Strayed. And um, this is our book club about it. We also caught up on what each other have been doing all summer and what our kids are doing and how life's been. I haven't seen them both in a month because I've been on Fully Loaded. So it was a great conversation. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Go to birdieboyproductions.com and um, wife the party tab there if you want to send me an email. Thanks so much for showing up. Thanks for sharing my podcast. Thank you for all your emails. I read every single one. I don't get to respond to all of them, but I do read them. So thank you and keep them coming. Thanks for coming back every week. Enjoy the book club with Kathy and Kirsten. I rode my bicycle past your window last night. I roller skated to your door at daylight. It almost seems like you're avoiding me. I'm okay. actually he's kind of all over the place but he's good um yeah he's got a lot going on he's like he's taking like two classes um he's also doing this like online certification for this like 3d modeling software that he needs um which is good um he's working sort of um what's he doing for work well he's still working for steven's company he's been doing Uh, that for the whole year so that He's very minimal. Um, I would like him to have a more steady job, but this is only like, I don't know, maybe 20 hours a week. I mean, 20 hours a month. Sorry. Oh, so I was yeah. like, wow, more steady. It's great. Okay, yes, good, no, good, no, no, good, no, no, no. 20 hours a month, um, which was great when yeah. he was in school. It was perfect, right? Um, so, yeah. And then he does these random, like, odd jobs. Like, he washes cars. He, like, walks dogs. He was... A bouncer at high school parties. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> All he's got going for him with that is height. You can see the like, problem. Literally. <laughs> because I, I like, can what? knock him over. <laughs> Although he is black belt, so maybe not. And it's true, but I mean, I don't It's just the whole situation <laughs> is the most bizarre thing I've ever heard. I was like, first of all, who the hell is hiring you as a bouncer? And who needs a bouncer at a high school party? Oh, that's the thing. But it is the thing. Oh, yeah. I have been oh, informed. Yeah. It is the thing. It's the end yes. thing to do, yeah. It's so stupid. To have a bouncer at your party. What are they? Who are they bouncing? They're, they're managing the list. Are you on the list? 100%. Oh. Are you on the list or are you not on the list? And then watching drunk girls walk around the front yard. I was like... You're an adult. Like you better like be very careful about what happens here. Totally. Like, He's so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
I mean, he is a black belt. He is. He legitimately is. He is. And he's gained a couple of pounds. Literally a couple. But, but like, I mean, he's but, like, he's the weight of a feather. Yeah. He's so he's your body. So very true. He's yeah. just your body just in male taller. form. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Just a, a string. Yeah. That's so great, though. <laughs> he must feel like. And a- the funny thing is, like, when he finally confessed that this is what he was doing, because he knew that I probably wouldn't love this idea. He goes, Mom, <laughs> you don't understand. I'm just adding to my dad lore. And I was like, what are you talking about? He goes, you know, when you're older and you tell your kids about all the stupid shit you did when you were alone, you're dead, Lore. Oh, my God. God. That's brilliant. It is kind of hysterical and so true. Yeah. You know? I'm adding to my dad, Lore. I was a bouncer. Yeah. Little do, does it, will his children know what that actually means. The scope of that is. That's so great. Yeah. I love it. It's not stupid. It's amazing. (laughs) That's so great. How's Lily? But she's good. She also is a goober. Like, I swear to God, sometimes my children, right? So she is also working. She's babysitting every day um, or most days anyway. Um, But she was so funny. So her school has a really active day camp, Um, always has for a million years, right? and it's super traditional day camp. They have these specialized weeks, whatever. So anyway, at some point we realized they're starting a musical theater week. It was actually two weeks um, this summer for the first time. And this, you know, whenever I don't remember when like day camp schedules come out because we haven't done that in so long, but it was like February or March. And I was like, oh, you should do this. Like you should get a job just even if it's for these two weeks. I know you worked at the camp before and it's not your thing. But this is different. Right. It's musical theater. And it's only 10 days. Like, why wouldn't you do this? You don't even need to apply. Literally, you can say, hey, I want to do this. And you have the job. Right. Right. It was in the middle of the school year. She spends a lot of time at school. She is there every day from like 815 to 5 or later, depending on where the production lies. And she does one back to back to back. Right. And she's like, I just need to be away from school. I can't do it. I just can't do it. Okay, fine. So first day of musical theater camp, she calls the director, who she knows very, very well, has worked with for several years, loves this teacher, right? She calls her and she's like, oh, my God, today's the first day. And the woman is like, yeah, do you want to come teach acting um, games? She's like, yeah. She went and volunteered for nine out of 10 days. Oh, my God. Instead of, like, taking the job for the 10 days and getting paid for it, she just went every day and volunteered. I was like, wow, you're such a dork. Wow. That's funny. And then afterwards, she's like, oh, I totally could have worked there. That would have been fine. I was like, yeah. No shit. (laughs) Why won't they just listen to you, right? No, I was like, you're going to feel different. You're going to have, like, a good six weeks off before this starts. You'll be away from school. It'll be great. Nope, 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 not doing it. So I'm like, okay. What you gonna do? <laughs> nothing. But she's Absolutely happy. Nothing. Yeah, she. So, yeah. yeah, she did it. She followed. I don't care if she gets paid or not. You right. know what I mean. I'm glad she did it. But I was like, really. <laughs> Once again, I know nothing. <laughs> well, none of us do. Mm. Not when my you're dad teenagers. has a sign in his shop that says, "Hire a teenager while they still know everything." Yeah, <laughs> it's so true, right? <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah. It's the truth. Yeah, they know everything. How about your kids? How are they doing? They're good. We're three and a half weeks from launching mm-hmm. one off to college how are you how feeling? is she doing um she went through so we went for orientation um a few weeks ago and she had major cold feet mm-hmm. after that <gasps> oh, um no. 
major cold feet and said, I can't do this. And then like (laughs) did the research and was like, guess what? Great news. I did the research and I can still get a degree from there and I and do it all online from home. And we were like, oh, no, 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 no. That that's not happening. Right. We're like, do you remember the pandemic? Do you remember how much you enjoyed like (laughs) doing Zoom classes from home? Yeah, it's not happening. And um, yeah, she's turned a corner on that. She's now, I think, in the appropriately nervous slash excited um, place. I I was very nervous. Um, I don't know if you guys do this with your kids, but sometimes I feel like I pathologize them to whatever their issue is. So her issue has been anxiety. And so this pops up. She suddenly has cold feet about going across the country to college. And I think you know, this is the anxiety and this is something that we need to manage that Mm -hmm. we need to. And then I find out that my nieces, I have a niece on either side of the family who is also in the same position and found out completely, not because I told them about this, but their parents said, oh, my kid was crying all day saying, I don't know if I'm ready to go. And these are kids who are a little bit older than mine. And, um, you know, really sophisticated, like they, you know, they've traveled, they've, they're ready. Like they're ready. I know these kids are ready. So it, oh, I said to my sister and my sister-in-law, this, I'm I'm sorry that you're going through this. I'm sorry that your kid is going through this, but this makes me feel so much better. Right. Because it makes me realize my kid's normal, like that they're yeah. going to go through that. Um, right. So true. Well, yeah. They, yeah, I think it's pretty normal. I mean, I was shocked that Georgia didn't have, actually, she did have that. When we were at orientation, she was like, this makes me really nervous. And now I'm really nervous. So I think, yeah, you'd probably be worried if they didn't have some of it. Yeah. Especially with her disposition, you know. Yeah. 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 Well, it's very exciting. Yeah. And she met her roommate. She did? Yeah. And we met the roommate's family and. They're very oh, nice. nice, and they they seem very compatible. Um, good, yeah. So you're feeling good about that? Yeah, but also nervous. Like yeah. we we went on a hike, just Richard and Camille and I, the other day, and all of a sudden she, she there was a swimming hole, and she decided one of her bucket list things to, was to swim at this swimming hole where you're technically there are signs everywhere saying no swimming <laughs> allowed, but we were like, well, oh well, oh well. And she toxic was, waste, top on in. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> she was swimming in the swimming hole, and all of a sudden, I turned around to Richard and went, "Oh, like it just it just hit me. I just had a moment. I've been fine. Like I've been like, no, no, no. We're just doing all the things, like you know, mm-hmm. checklist, checklist, all the things you need to buy and do. And now it just hit me in that moment. And he was like, Yeah, yeah, it's been hitting me a lot too. Wait so, a minute, you moved. We moved. Oh yeah. my God! Yeah. I forgot. I've, I've this. I've been in a vortex. I've, I apologize. I, I have been completely gone, uh, mentally, physically, and emotionally gone. So I apologize <laughs> to both of you. But how's your new house? It's good. It's good. Except for we moved deeper into the valley, so right now it is hotter than the surface of the sun. Yeah. And um, so, yeah. And then today it took me longer to get here than it should have. And I was cross and I was like getting agitated. I'm going to be late for the podcast because of this move. But other than that, it's been really great. We're really enjoying the new house. You're happy? Yeah. That's That's good. good. Yeah. Uh, Is there like a feeling? Yes. Well, there wasn't really time for that feeling because we went out of town for just over two weeks, like shortly after we moved. 
And then all that. So all the time it was like moving in and it was like trying to find a dog sitter who we used Tatum. Oh, um, yeah. And she was amazing. Oh, good. She was amazing. Good. Yeah. She's such a great girl. Oh, my goodness. She went so above and beyond. We came home and there were flowers. And she said, I thought you might be hungry. So I picked up some lunch meats and bagels and cream cheese and just a bunch of food. Like she was amazing. She ended up taking one of our dogs to the emergency vet. She called us and said, this is something that's going on. And it was it seemed quite serious. And so she took her to the emergency vet, sat there all day at the emergency vet. I mean, oh, she wow. was amazing. She went Aww. above and beyond. Oh, and then I asked her because she just finished first year university and um, I just came from uh, Canada. So I'm calling it university. Yeah. We call it college <laughs> in the United States. But um, I'd said to her, OK, so this is what you know, this is what you need to do for the dogs. This is what you need to do for the cat. Here are the quirks of the house or whatever. And I said, and I have one more ask. If you think of any tips about moving into college, what you wish you knew or anything to have for the dorm room or whatever, just make a note of it and leave it for us. That would be a big help to me. And she said, oh, yeah, yeah. She left my daughter 14 <gasps> printed pages. Oh, my what? God. 14 <laughs> printed pages. Um, she made her a friendship bracelet because she saw that my kids into friendship bracelets. She left her her phone number and said, if you have any questions, do not hesitate Aww. to reach out. I mean, she's so, oh, it makes me want to cry. Like she went so above and beyond. She was wonderful. She's That's a great sweet. kid. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that great? Yeah. She's a girl. She is a good yeah. kid. She's from our troop. Whatever. Yeah. But her mom is the same. I mean, her mm. mom has been the best partner to have at uh, college because if she doesn't know, she'll find out. And she always includes me in her information. I'm so grateful, you know, and I do her also. But, you know, not everybody thinks about other people that yes. way. Yeah. It's nice to have somebody that goes, did you know that Parents Weekend was this weekend? And I go, oh, Parents Weekend, I hadn't even thought of it. Dang it. Which reminds me, I haven't even thought of Parents Weekend. <laughs> so I got to deal with that. I bet I'm so late to the game on that, but... Uh, anyway, I have to figure that out. They say that after freshman year, that sometimes a lot of parents skip parents weekend and go the weekend after. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it's not as chaotic. It's not as chaotic. Right. It's extremely and expensive. expensive. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the hotel rooms are like $800 a night. It's crazy. So, yeah, I have to, I have to at least look at it and then see what Georgia wants us to do. The only reason I would go is for the football game. <laughs> yeah the football game. I had so much fun at that football game last year, but I, I bet Burke can't come this year. I'm sure he's on tour. Um, well, that's exciting. New house mm -hmm. on the way to college. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Yeah. How are your kids doing? They're good. They, um, I was actually not to brag. I was quite impressed with them on this tour. You know, they were on fully loaded. I don't want to talk about it too much because I want to talk about it with them but I can talk mm -hmm. about them. <laughs> um, they, uh, Georgia was on time most of the time. I can't say all the time, but most of the time and worked tirelessly from my perspective. The ladies downstairs are listening. They may have a different perspective, but I think <laughs> Georgia worked her little tail off and had a great attitude and um, was really, really on it. And for Isla... Uh, I'd have to say the same for uh, who Isla is and her maturity level and her age. She was sometimes on time for work, but as the weeks went on, it got less and less. 
I think she was tired. Week mm-hmm. three, she got legitimately sick. And pretty much of the four days, she was in the bunk for three. Like the mm-hmm. first day she got sick, she slept literally. Uh, I think she got up eight, went back to sleep, got up eight, went back to sleep, slept like around the clock. I mean, like glassy eyed, no fever, but you could just look at her and see she was sick. So week three for Isla was just non-existent. Um, And I think after that, she was like, it was hard for her to get her motor running. She felt like everybody else had continued on as this cohesive group of PAs. And she was kind of trying to jump back in and not feeling like she could. And they're all similar ages and she's younger. And, you know, it just, I think that last week for Isla was harder, but she did fine. I mean, nothing was left undone. Nothing was dropped. No, you know. So I guess in the grand scheme of things. And then Daisy, <laughs> Daisy is just, <laughs> Daisy is just, Daisy's just Daisy. She's a lovely, bright light of happiness and cheer. Can't be on time to save her freaking life. I don't know how she's going to make it in like corporate America. She's not going to be able to make it in corporate America. She's never on time. I think maybe the first couple days she made it. And then I would have to get so stern with her and I love you like you are taking advantage of us because we're your parents. Get out of bed. Come on. I was I was like Rah! for the last week, especially they were I think they were just worn out. It was a lot. I mean, we were in a different city every single day um, and building a whole thing and then tearing it down every day. But they had a blast. On the Sunday after we were done, we were all at dinner and uh, Daisy was kind of slumped over in her seat. We were like, <coughs> what's up? She goes, I had to go back to the shave ice store when I get back and it's just not going to be as much fun. And so Bert was like, well, tell me what you make per day at the shaved ice store. And it was a fifth of what she made a day on fully loaded. And she was like, I just, I just don't want, uh, I don't want to go. And we're like, totally get it. To- I mean, she's making minimum wage. She's mm-hmm. there only give her four hours a day. And you can't really work another job. It's hard to work another yeah. job with the shifts that changes all the time. So Bert was like, well, just come PA for us when you're here. You know, ask us, hey, you have anything for me to do today? And if we do, we'll pay you the day. You work for eight hours and we'll keep you busy. She hasn't done that yet, <laughs> but it was offered to her. Georgia has done it. Oh, actually, she did do that. I take it back. When the bus and the semi came back, they both unloaded the bus and the semi. Oh. But we offered it like every day, any day. Come on. <laughs> we'll give you lots of work, but ask for it, you know. And Georgia has been asking me for it. She should be asking Jennifer, but she's asking me. So um, so it was a good experience. It was really um Interesting being on the road with Bert as a family. It's not a typical tour because there's so much talent and there's so many moving parts that um, Bert doesn't typically have to deal with. So it took us a minute to get ourselves kind of calibrated. Um, I felt like I, I didn't see my kids all day long, except in little like bits and pieces. And Part of that makes me sad, and part of it was really great because they were doing their own thing and really working, and they have what they call PA Nation, mm-hmm. and they were all like PA Nation pod. They were handling the mascot, and, you know, they had a blast, and we did too. But, you know, I don't. it wasn't like we were like, we didn't, we were on, on the same bus. Um, mm-hmm. All the ladies in this office and my kids, myself, there were nine of us on one bus, and then Bert was on bus with Peter and other um, comics. 
And so, um, so I, it wasn't like we were like our whole family was on one bus. We were, we treated it like work. Right. So for the most part, I mean, I would every once in a while I would sleep on Bert's bus. I think I slept on Bert's bus like five nights total, something like that. Not a lot. Uh, and the rest of the time I stayed on the Babs bus. Um, we call it Babs. We're the badass bitches. It's the badass bitch bus. The Babs <laughs> bus. Um, and the Babs bus was fun. We had a, I think we had a blast. I got really drunk like night two and broke my one HR rule was no one could get completely hammered. And I got <laughs> completely hammered and made an ass of myself apparently. But I had a good time. I had a good time. I'm not sure everybody else had as good of a time, but I had a great time. Um, but yeah, they were great. Uh, since they got home, they've—I haven't seen either one of them. They've been with their friends, and that's good. And um, Isla has so much summer school. I'm stressed about it because she's not doing it. And she, you know, that management kind of what you were describing with Lily. I'm like, let's think about this. We should really work on this much before we leave. No, 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 I'm going to do it while we're on tour. And I kept going, no, 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 you're not going to have time. Trust me, you're going to have inconsistent Wi-Fi and no time. Please just don't do that. That's what she did. Went to Wee Dowie. The internet cafe is closed. Oh, no. There is no place to get internet now. Oh, in, wow. In That's the crazy. City. There's nowhere you can go. You can go to the... Uh, uh, <laughs> the WH wholesaler grocery store <laughs> and, and sit in a cart if you want to use their free Wi-Fi. There's no free Wi-Fi there anywhere. Yeah, Internet Cafe is gone. They moved to Roanoke. <laughs> Virginia? <laughs> no, Roanoke oh, is, Roanoke. The, is where Walmart is. Oh, okay. It's like 45 minutes <laughs> oh, away. Wow, well, well, that's no, a big like, move. We need some more people. <laughs> no, they moved to Roanoke, which is about... 45 minutes from the lake house, 40 minutes from the lake oh. house, something like that. So Emma was in that sweet spot, man. Yeah, oh, thank really. God. Because it would have stunk to drive 45 minutes round oh, trip. Can you imagine? Oh. That <laughs> so she, we brought a hotspot from the bus. It worked for three days and then it stopped working. We were there for 10 days. So of the 10 days, it worked the first three and never again. We couldn't get it to find a cell service. I guess being that it was 4th of July, there were too many people on the cell tower is what I was told. And so then the hotspot, it just didn't have enough juice. So she did two days of her summer school. And that's it. Has she done any since she got home <laughs> a week ago? And no. And she has two summer reading books and summer school. And she's got to write her college essay. And she's just party hardy. <laughs> I mean, she went to Oppenheimer and Barbie last night. And then this morning was like, can I go thrifting with my friend today? And I'm like, schoolwork. Please. And she was like, I have a meeting with my college counselor. And that's part, it's part of my essay. So technically, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> just when you get back from thrifting, will you please just just spend a couple hours? You know. So anyway, she's good. And George is having so much fun with her friends home from school. They've been at our house every day, which is awesome. And um, Bert and I went to the beach this weekend. We haven't done that. He hasn't been to that house since December. How crazy wow. is that? So we went there and spent a couple of nights. That was nice. Um, so yeah, that's it. But we have so much to talk about. We got to talk about Girl Scouts. We got to talk about like our, 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 has anybody done any work on the fall camping trip? Cause I have not. Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> so we're maybe a little behind on that. Oh brother. Oh geez. This summer messes everything up though. I mean, 
It really does. Not having that consistency of the kids in school. They just... Yeah. <sighs> it's a lot. And then summer has its own challenges, right? Like, there's always something happening. Like, I yeah. feel like it's the busiest summer, and I feel like the summer's over. Like, it hit me this week. I'm like, it's over, which is the stupidest thing to say because it's July. But it literally, when I look at the calendar going forward, I was like, wow, it's pretty much over. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. You go to Newport soon, right? Friday. Oh, my God. Really soon. Mm-hmm. Are you excited? Mm-hmm. <gasps> Verdict is out about that. I mean, uh, yeah, it's fine. I, it'll be fun. But we're going for two weeks. Um, and I've been really on the fence about going for two weeks this whole summer. I have flip-flopped back and forth. And it wasn't until last week that we decided that we were going to go and stay for two weeks. And I'm just ambivalent about that. Why? Um, I don't love being gone for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also, you know, it's only part of a vacation and I don't want to, I don't want to seem ungrateful, but it is, um, you know, we go with a lot of extended family mm-hmm. and it is very much like the lake house where mm-hmm. we cook dinner every night for a group of mm-hmm. 10 to 17 people. Mm-hmm. And that's on us. And I don't, that's a lot. I don't hate it. I like, it's fun. We have a blast doing it. We're overlooking the ocean, drinking cocktail. Like there's nothing bad about it, but it's also not necessarily the most relaxing thing. It's also not necessarily we don't get family time. Right. There's not an opportunity where it's just the four of us. Right. Which is something I really, really is what makes me the most happy. Mm-hmm. Um particularly now that our kids are gone mm-hmm. and getting the four of us even in the same room together is a challenge. Like, well, the hell was the last time the four of us had dinner together even? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I really treasure that and I know that it doesn't happen. And then we're gone for two weeks. We're home for 24 hours and then we bring Max to college. And oh my God, really? Yeah. We come back after that. Lily has senior portraits and starts school. And I'm like, fuck, the summer's it's over. It's over, yeah. Right? Like that's Starting what Friday. hit me. <gasps> yeah. And it's not like it's such a stupid thing to say, but that's not still stupid. how I feel no, a little I see, bit. I see yeah. what you you know what I mean? So, well, Newport's always been right at the end of your summer anyway. It has. So, it's always yes. kind of marked the like ruhaha bigness of, of here's the end of the summer. Correct. Yes. I make sense. Friday. So, I haven't seen you all summer. Not at all. I know. <laughs> I haven't Isn't that seen crazy? any of you all summer. <laughs> I haven't seen anybody all yeah. summer. I know yeah. I wanted to text you both last week so badly. And then I was like, no, we're we're going to podcast. Save it for the podcast. <laughs> Why? I don't know. She texted me like three times on tour. And I was like, uh, here's a quick short answer. I don't have time. That was it. Hope yeah. you have a happy birthday. What'd you do for your birthday? Eat good. Gotta go. <laughs> we were so busy. I feel terrible. I've been a, the worst friend this summer to everybody because I've just been gone. So I. <laughs> yeah. I've been yeah. gone and I've been managing things I've never had to manage before, you know, personally and professionally is a whole new place. And I looked at our calendar in the middle of fully loaded and went fall camping trip, fall camping trip. I'm the one that always does the camping trips. I don't have time to do the camping trip. (laughs) I'll just deal with it when I get back. I'm just going to have to deal with it when I get back. I just couldn't even think about it. We'll discuss five minutes of Girl Scouts after the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right. Well, It'll be longer than five minutes, I bet, because we, we have a ceremony we have to plan. <laughs> Not till all, the end of August. So we have a little time. But the camping trip is a, is a deal. I know. I know. I love Girl Scouts when we're in it. I don't love Girl Scouts when during the summer. I 
whenever I have to think about anything Girl Scout related, I just think, <laughs> why do we do this? I know I love it. I do. I, mm-hmm. But I love it when we're in it. I love it when we're doing things with the girls. And it's already been planned. And like yes, that, and we're, it's already already planned, up, right? Right? we're like, all right, we just you know we're showing up on Sunday and it's done. Yeah. We're going to show up and have yes. fun. Yeah. We've kind yeah. of planned it. Yeah, we have. You guys have more planned than I do. Yes. (laughs) I think that's the part that I'm not loving right now is that I have to plan their badge. We can help Um, you. We're happy to do that together. Um, I'm volunteering you for that. In all of our in all of our free time. Like right. Yeah. (laughs) That's the thing. Yeah. Life is so I'm on uh, I'm at the lake with uh, Daisy, Sophia, Georgia, and Isla, and I'm reading our book club book. And Sophia's called Tiny Beautiful Things. Sophia goes, oh, that was required reading for freshmen at my school. Oh, yeah. And I went, that's interesting. That's really interesting. What would you think about it? She said, I thought it was a great book. I was like, how interesting that this book was required mm-hmm. reading. She's at Wesleyan mm-hmm. in Illinois. Huh. Isn't that an interesting segue to talk about our book club? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, that's interesting. One of the notes that I made is that I think she gives so much good advice to 20-somethings. Mm-hmm. There was there were several letters and chunks. Um, I thought her advice was really excellent. So that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Uh, so Tiny Beautiful Things. <clears throat> had I didn't know anything about this book. I don't even remember why we chose this book. Do you? We because it because Kathy got it. As I a got gift. it as a gift That's on right. Mother's Day, and I was like, I got nothing else to read, so That's let's right. do this. Um, and it, because the format was so different, uh-huh. I was really curious. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I knew nothing about it walking into it. Yeah, what did you and guys think? Full um, disclosure, I did not finish it. Okay. I apologize. I tried really hard, and I couldn't get it done. But I got three quarters through. Sorry. Go ahead. What do you think about it? No, I wasn't going to answer that. I was going to say I'm really fascinated by. So I, you know, every time you turn on, I don't even know if it's Netflix or Hulu or whatever the hell oh, yeah. it is. There's like, uh, there's a series. Yeah. yeah. This is, and I'm like, and I can't even begin to wrap my head around how it, this became a play and then a series. Um, I'm really curious, and I really wanted to watch one of the episodes before okay. today. But well, I watched the I trailer, so I can, I can give you a. So. a yeah, I was also thinking the same thing. How in the hell? Because this is this just isn't a story. It's just advice column letters. Yes. So the entire thing is advice column letters. And so basically the premise of the show, I only watched the trailer, uh, but it's she is offered a job as her life is falling apart. They've just sort of dramatized as her life is falling apart. Mm-hmm. She is offered a job as an advice columnist. So and there was there were word for word chunks in the trailer from um one of her her letters, um, word for word. Um, so I I think they've just sort of dramatized yeah. each one. So yeah. her like it's so she's clearly the main character. But do they is like each episode one of these letters? Like I'm just I'm I just yeah. wonder what the format. I'm curious. Yeah. I wanted to watch um, it before I did too. Came, and, I, and then life. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. here we are. It happens. There are so many different, but also she <laughs> has. So this started as a column in the Rumpus, which is an online, uh, like a blog kind of thing. Um, but also she has several podcasts. There's mm-hmm. Dear Sugars, which is her and an, a guy and um, answering letters. But then there's also the Dear Sugar podcast or something. There are a couple, at least two podcasts mm-hmm. about this. It's kind of a, a long thing. <laughs> it's interesting okay. how she got into that. What? qualified uh-huh. her 
to be because she clearly says I'm not a therapist. She's not. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it just life experience and being naturally wise? Does she ever say? I don't remember her saying. I think she said, and I don't yeah. know if she said in this or in one of the other things that I read, is that what qualified her was being a writer. Um, it's just life, life and being a writer and being able to to write this stuff out. I, I thought it was interesting in that advice columns are like I grew up reading Dear Ann Landers. Yeah. <laughs> There's Dear Ann Landers and Dear Abby and our paper got Ann Landers. And I kind of like hate read it because I did not agree with her advice all of the time. And mm-hmm. I thought that she was kind of high and mighty about mm-hmm. it. Like, well, this is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And I thought, who died and made her God? Like, mm-hmm. why are people asking Ann Landers? What does she know? And what, you know, do we even know anything about her? Like people would write in not knowing like where she was coming from. And um, I think what is interesting about this one is that about her whole format of Dear Sugar is that she writes from a place of her own mistakes, vulnerability, um, just conundrums. Like she just, she really puts it out there. This is a way that I fucked up. This is a way that I was harmed. This is a way that, you know, just bad things happened to her. And this is what I gained from it. And then, and a lot of the time she would give a, make a connection that was very different from the question asked yeah. in the original thing. Um, somebody, I don't remember what the question was, but somebody asked a question and she responds by talking about the sexual abuse <laughs> uh, that happened to her as a child. And it, I thought I connected to that. I really, I enjoyed that. I appreciated that because she really um, puts herself out there in her whole flawed, vulnerable Thing, not as God saying, this is what you need to do because I told you so. Mm-hmm. It's very the opposite of paternalistic, mm-hmm. I think. I also think there's a point in there. I, I don't know if it's the question and answer, answer section, but there's a point at which she says, you know, I don't ever say do this or don't do that. There's always a third choice that I try to present. And I feel like that's what she does do in her letters is that it's not like, oh, you should go do this, even though sometimes it feels like she's saying that, like she really does try to offer up a third perspective that is maybe a little bit outside of the box of whatever that particular person is writing about, you know, Mm -hmm. and sometimes that's what you need Mm -hmm. is the outside perspective, Mm -hmm. right? That's what people are looking for. Totally. Um, I don't know. I think she did a really good job. Like most of the time I was like, oh, that's pretty good advice. Because a lot of times I read shit like that. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's <laughs> the stupidest. Why would you ever tell yeah. someone to do that? That's just yeah. wrong. Right. Because who the hell? Like, what do I know? Right. But anyway, um, I'm apparently just opinionated. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I know. That about yeah. You, right? Jeez. <laughs> First time discovering that. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, so I don't know. I thought it was really interesting. And, you know, it was it was fun to read. Um, I had trouble getting into it in the beginning only because of the format. I think Mm -hmm. because I had that sort of love-hate relationship with advice columns that once I didn't know, I didn't even know it was an advice column when I started it. And then when I realized that that was going to be the whole book, I kind of thought, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm in it for the long haul. But I got really in it. Um, Yeah, I got really into it. I think that her advice was very contrary a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. Like there was one... A woman said she had this really problematic dad who um, is an alcoholic and who would get drunk and embarrass her and and just do and say bad things. Um, 
and was saying, I don't know if I should invite him to my wedding. And she's like, no, don't. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, yes. absolutely why not. Why would you do that? Yeah. yeah. Why would you ruin your day? And I thought it was so interesting because I just kept putting the Ann Landers hat on and going, Ann Landers would probably say, well, this is your family and this is a time to really strengthen family connections and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And I was like, oh, yeah, good for her. Mm -hmm. Don't ruin your day. Right. Yeah. Because her advice is like, this is not going to strengthen your yeah. family relations. It hasn't ever in the past. What makes you think a wedding is going to do that? All yeah. it's going to do is ruin your wedding. Right. And yeah. you're like, oh, it's kind of true. She's right. right? Yeah. She's yeah. totally right. Yeah. I so, thought she was um, very wise. I liked that it was um, short because <laughs> then I could read like one quick letter and answer and mm -hmm. put it down, mm -hmm. um, which is really how I just got through it. Honestly, I did not have time to sit down and read a book. Mm -hmm. um, so the shortness actually helped mm -hmm. a little bit. Well, the um, shortness of the takes, letters, it's not yes. a short book. It's no, about 400 it's pages. But yeah, I did the opposite. I read it on a five and a half hour flight. Oh, wow. Um, and just read it from beginning to end. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's great. I did it too, like you did. Mm -hmm. I just kind of read what I could read, one or two, yeah. and then stop, and then one or two, or and then stop. And and I like that too. I didn't want to read it either. I got it, and I was like, I don't want to read a bunch of fucking whiny ass advice column shit. Mm -hmm. But she really is pretty good at getting to the core. Yeah. It's interesting how she would read something and go, oh, here's the core. Like, here's what we're really talking about. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's what you need to find. Like people, or at least in my life experience, if I can find the core, I can make a change, right? If I can't find the core, I'll just keep making the same mistake. Mm -hmm. And what a great, I thought she gave people a fast track to what yeah. was really at the bottom of something for a lot of her advice. Um, and that's really inspiring to be somebody who just to to read somebody over and over again who just seems to like cut through any minutia mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. go straight to the bone um i don't think people want to hear that it, it i think it makes people my my one thing is as much as i have great hope in people obviously i believe everybody can change and everything is positive it's hard sometimes, it must be hard to be the recipient of a letter and not find the bravery to do what she asks or what she says would make mm -hmm. you feel bad. You know what I mean? I would, I would imagine if someone says, I don't want to, shouldn't invite my dad to the wedding, that's probably good advice and do it anyway and have it fall apart anyway. I, I want for people to be brave enough to deal with things the way she apparently has mm -hmm. as an adult in her own life, you know? That, that kind of, um, uh, it's really brave to be able to say no to certain things, to make big changes. Um, I like the book very much. I wish I'd finished it. I kept saying, I'm going to finish it. And, and since Sophia read it, I'm going to give it to Georgia and mm -hmm. say, read this book about being an adult. Any particular story hit home for you? Yes, several hit home for me, but one that I just have to mention first is, so everybody signs them like, you know, lost and questioning or whatever, except for Elisa Bassist. I know, yeah. right? Signed it, Elisa Bassist. And yeah. I was like, oh, it's a little Easter egg to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, right? I did yeah. the same thing. And I went, wow, yeah. I really enjoyed what she said to Elisa. Yeah. Yes. I was like, yeah. I know it must have happened before she started really writing. Yeah. Um, it was very cool. She kind of kicked her ass. Yeah. Yeah. And I was yeah, like, she said, if you're a writer, write. Yeah. Get writing, kid. Right? Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah. No, I forgot about that. 
Um, how about you? Anything stand yeah, I out? I can't remember it right now. That's the, but I remember her first sentence in her response was basically like, no, don't invite him like you moron. But it wasn't that it was very clear. Actually, I wonder if I can find it. Um, but it was super. And I was like, oh yeah, just tell it like it is sister. Yeah. Um, Oh, crap. I can't I, remember what it I was. I did a very half-assed so notes taking here. I, I flagged mean, things that any. I wanted to remember, <laughs> that I never made notes on them. So I don't know what all of these <laughs> oh, mean. Oh, that's so awesome. Um, that's funny. Wait I do not know what they all mean, but I did take some notes. Oh, yeah, here. this one. There's a crazy lady living in your head. Right? There was the woman talking about, what was she talking about? Um, There's a crazy lady living yeah. in your head. Oh, the woman who was like convinced she had cancer. Her mother had cancer. Her aunt had cancer. Her dad had cancer. So she clearly is going to have it at some point. So she can't get married. She can't have a life because she's going to die of cancer someday. And her response is, you have a crazy lady living in your head. Like you're perfectly healthy. You're doing X, Y, and Z. Like wh what makes you think you have cancer? Why? Are like, I don't know. It just really, like you said, cut to the core. Mm -hmm. Like this yeah. isn't about cancer. Mm -hmm. This is about your fear of living your life mm -hmm. and you need to stop because you're never going to live your life if you don't. And I'm like, oh, right on, sister. Right. So there's a crazy lady living. In yeah. Your That's great. It was kind of like the perfect response. Yeah. You're like, yeah. <laughs> I she can join mine. Right? <laughs> <It's> fine. <laughs> she said we had to be I got sad. one too. <laughs> right. I know one that kind of cut through to me was it was a person who was in their 20s who was sort of lamenting that they hadn't accomplished more. Oh, I wanted to learn these oh, yeah. languages. I wanted to do this stuff. And that, I mean, that was me. That was definitely me, a feeling that I hadn't, that I always had to accomplish, accomplish, accomplish. And if I hadn't accomplished these things. And it reminded me of that saying, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The second best time is now. And that just I, that just takes my breath, breath away every time I hear that mm -hmm. because it's like, oh, the second best time is now. I am definitely somebody who has ruminated over what I didn't do mm -hmm. in the past and like, oh, if I had. But then I started thinking about how like there wasn't YouTube and the Internet and whatever when I was a young person and wanted to learn different languages or learn to knit or learn to sew or whatever. And these are all things that. I do now. And, you know, we do, I have a little, you know, I have the internet in my pocket and I'm doing my Duolingo every day. And I've taught myself to speak Norwegian from that. And I taught, you know, I bought an, a sewing machine and did and like make my own clothes now. And it, so it made me kind of, I related to that young person, but I also was like, oh, I just wanted to tell her, oh, but you have the rest of your life. And like, mm -hmm. if you accomplish everything in your twenties, what is there to do later on? Totally. And so now to be somebody who's 51 and who's doing some of these things that I dreamed of doing when I was younger, it's exciting. It makes it an exciting time. And um, yeah, I wanted to tell her that too, but. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Uh, the one that stuck out to me was the one where she had a friend who was an artist who had been raped three times mm -hmm. and how she compartmentalized that rape is the same way that I did with my date rape, where I went, I can give this guy everything or I can go, that was one moment in time. And I choose that was one moment in time. And fuck that guy. And my life is great. And don't give him any power. It was something similar to that, mm -hmm. where I went, oh, that's great. I've never heard anybody else that described it the way that I dealt with it. And no one taught me how to do that. I just made that decision one day. I just went... Why am I doing that? That's stupid. 
that was 15 minutes of my freaking life. If not even that long, but you know what I mean? <laughs> it was a short period of time. So, um, I was like, wow, that's really, really cool. That made me feel good. I don't know why. I guess mm -hmm. just to go, oh, someone else thinks that way too. That is that is a viable way to manage trauma in mm -hmm. some ways. You know, can't manage all trauma that way. But that one one-off incident just was like, yeah, that's nothing. Pass. I'll, I'll pass on that. I'm sorry. I'm checking this. My daughter is taking uh, Mac to get his sutures out because I don't know if you know this, but Mac uh, freaked out with uh, the fireworks 4th of July, <sighs> tried to jump over his dog gate and complete rupture of his ACL. Total surgery while we were on tour <laughs> uh, oh two weeks ago today. And today's getting his sutures out and George is taking him. I just want to make sure she's okay. Doesn't need any, any help. Yep. Yeah, so that I, happened. I have to say I am so over fireworks. I'm so over fireworks. Yeah. It's just so damaging. Yeah. Our, we, our, our emergency vet visit, Tatum's emergency vet visit was also fireworks related. Really? And, um, yeah. And it's just, it's so stressful to the animals. It's mm -hmm. so stressful to the animals who live in our homes. But, you know, imagine all of the animals that are living out in nature, how stressful that it, I just, uh, I'm over them. Like we have, have you seen those like drone fireworks? They're, oh, it's they're like gorgeous. light shows. They're yes. beautiful. Yeah. And they're not loud. Yeah, right. It just seems like, I read a story about a, a woman, um, it was a Huffington Post essay, a woman who had um, come from Serbia during the war and um, her host family took her to a 4th of July fireworks and she had a complete PTSD breakdown. Oh, sure. Um, and that, yeah, I just think it must be so traumatic to so many people um, from different circumstances. I'm just over fireworks. Yeah. Max over them too. Yeah. Yeah. It was so pretty silly. bad. Yep. <laughs> Is he still healing okay? He's doing great. Um, um, we, sorry, doctor, but we haven't even put the cone on him. He hasn't even touched his leg. He's using it really well, almost too well. Um, a squirrel ran in front of him when I was walking him outside because he has to be on a leash and he took off, which I wasn't expecting. <laughs> Whoops. Sent me flying, drug me across the yard. Like I have like grass stains on my shoulder and uh, screwed up my finger, got wrapped oh. up in the leash. And I was like, well, I guess it's working. You know, that leg is definitely working. Uh, almost killed me just going after a squirrel, but he's depressed. He's coming to work today. Because I have not been home. I mean, I haven't been home. I I got home and haven't been home. We worked here in the office a lot last week, not to mention, you know, my Bert's family, Bert's mom and dad were here until this morning. And um, Isla's birthday was last week. And it's just been like, you know, you think you get home, you go, oh, I get caught up in all these things. I have not called you. I haven't called you. I haven't called Sandy. I haven't called anybody. I worked out one time. That's kind of it. I went to the beach with Bert's parents. I ran into Sand Sandy at the vet. You did? <laughs> ah, you know, the old watering yeah. hole. Doctor yeah, right. <laughs> Our cat died too while we were on tour. Gus died. Oh my God. Yeah. Gus I'm died sorry. while we were on tour, which was really Aww. traumatic. We were very sad. He was a great cat. He was a great cat. He was yeah. the best cat I've ever had. Um, yeah, he got sick. Ruth took him to the vet, and the vet was like, he's terribly dehydrated. He's lost two pounds. And he'd been in April and had blood work because he was having health issues then, and they found out he had, uh, like, really high blood pressure. 
So I put him on blood pressure medication and he was doing great. He just took him in like right before we went to get some, a follow-up on his blood pressure medication. They were super happy with him. No problems. And then Ruth was like, he's not going, he's pooping. He's not pooping. Mm-hmm. Like a couple days. And I went, well, obviously call the vet. And the vet said, you know, he's an old cat. Sometimes they get constipated, his hair and whatever. Um, so give him some milk and see if he goes. So gave him some milk, didn't go, called the vet back. And the vet was like, uh, we can't take him for a couple days. We don't have an appointment. So just keep, you know, make sure if he's eating and he's going to the bathroom, otherwise keep giving him milk. Just watch him. If he, something changes drastically, then let us know. And uh, something changed drastically. He, he went outside and hid outside. And I went, oh, when cats hide, yeah. it's not good. So she found him. And she took him to the vet and uh, the vet called me and said, he has no blood pressure. Like he's like, he's going, he's, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to hydrate him and I'm going to x-ray and see what's going on. See if there's something we can do. And I'll call you in two hours. And I was like, oh my God. And she called me back in two hours and said, um, actually he's doing much better. Uh, he was severely dehydrated. But he does have lung cancer and stomach cancer. So he's, she said, I don't think he's in terrible shape where suffering is concerned. I can make him very comfortable, but I want to keep him here and make sure he's stable um, before you come home. And I was, Burton, I was like, should I fly home? I mean, what should I do? And I asked the vet, I said, what should I do? Like, if you were me, what would you do? And she said, well, he seems really stable now. He's pretty stable. So I think he's going to be okay. She said, if I, I, my prognosis would be two weeks to a month. So I think you have time to get home and, you know, have some time with him and say goodbye. And we didn't make it. Ugh. He died at the vet, which fucking kills me. Because <sighs> who wants to die at the fucking vet? So that was really hard. And, you know, he was my guy. I slept with him every night. He slept with me every single night. And, as yeah, so I've gotten home and I've turned the corner and go, oh, it's my cat, my cat. I can't bring myself to, like, deconstruct his stuff. Like, his food's still there, his water's still there, his litter box is still there. I can't seem to, like, I can't. He had a chair in my bedroom where I had a little cat mat on, the, and I can't, I can't wash it. I just can't deal with it. I'm just not dealing with it. Um, so that sucked. That happened the very last week we were there. Um, it's the worst part about going away. It's yeah. absolutely the worst part about going away is leaving the pets. Yeah, no. I, That's really hard. So anyway, that was a bummer. He died the night before we got home. We missed him by one night, which really sucked. But Mr. Bad. Love that cat. So anyway, that was that was no fun. Wah wah, oh, so I know. But anyway, what else can we say about this book? Shortest book club in history. We've talked about it for like ten minutes. <laughs> um, I really liked it. I think it would be good for anybody to read for some life experience by proxy. You know, life lessons yeah. by proxy. There were a lot of applicable um, letters. Um, there were a lot of relatable ones. And I mean, then there were a lot that weren't. Like, I don't have to worry about <laughs> inviting my my parents to 
my wedding, (laughs) you know, but like even those were they were interesting and everything. She has a very good way of applying things to different situations. So even the ones where it's like, yeah, that's not my journey. I think what you said about her distilling it to a nugget of truth, um, that all of those could be sort of applicable to everyone in a way. I felt there were very few that I didn't care about. Yes. Right. I feel yeah. like of all the stories she chose, they were all relevant in some way, whether to me personally or do they were just interesting. Mm-hmm. There were very few. I was like, oh, that's a waste. Right. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I felt that way too. Yeah. You know, that's I don't know. I think it's yeah, I think anyone could read it. And it is super easy. You don't have to sit down and read it in one setting. You can walk away from it easily and come back to it. There's totally. no cohesive story to it or whatever, but there are little pieces and nuggets of information and advice that are good to hear just over and over sometimes. Totally. You know, some things you forgot about or you don't have you to forget about or you forget that there is a third alternative. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're in whatever you're in, mm-hmm. it's either black or white. Mm-hmm. It's hard to see the gray. And sometimes it's helpful to have someone else point it out to you. It is. You know, I think this book helps foster compassion, right? Yeah. Because if you, so many of these stories I can't relate to. Like, what? Yeah. Not that I can't relate to them. I can relate to the core issue, but the circumstances yes. I have no right. no personal experience with. But then you listen to someone's story and you can have compassion for that person. It's a good way to kind of flex that muscle, I think, um, to, to, to feel someone else's journey and, uh, and, and relate in that way is a good thing to practice. I don't think we uh, kids these days. Don't practice that as much as maybe we had to when we were younger, where you you know sat around and hold, heard older people talk about, oh, this is the vet. Talk amongst yourselves for one second. If you Copy. <laughs> I think another thing is just, she's just a great writer. She's yes. an excellent writer, and yeah. I liked her as a person. She's willing to be very open and honest about embarrassing you know potentially embarrassing or just very vulnerable things like talking about her husband's affair yeah um when they were dating and and her affair in a previous relationship and um I respected that a lot yeah yeah she was a very genuine person like very relatable somebody you're like oh I could be friends with you yes and you really feel like you could trust her yeah Um, exactly so whatever her advice is I'm willing to read it in a way that I wasn't willing to read Ann Landers. So. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, a lot of those, you're right. A lot of those advice columnists are like very um, judgmental, maybe the wrong word, but definitely like it's this way. Bossy. Yeah. <laughs> Bossy. Yeah. Opinionated yeah. like my way or the highway or no, yeah. you're wrong. Or, and she said you're wrong to people, but she said it in a way yeah. like you're wrong and here's why you're wrong. I yeah. explained to you why you're wrong. And she also said it lovingly, like, yeah. honey, you, you yes. are so sweet and you are also wrong. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You got a crazy lady in your head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's just how you say you're wrong. Right. And makes you laugh at I yourself. know. That sounds so harsh when you say you have a crazy lady in your head, but she said it in a very kind and loving way. Yes. It was right. a very palatable. Right. It made me go, oh my God, I love you. Yes. <laughs> like, right? No. And it yes. made me think I have a crazy lady in my head sometimes. Yes. We all you know? do. Yes. Yeah. But it in that way that if she had just said, you have a crazy lady in your head, you're wrong, blah, blah, blah. I would think, no, I don't. How dare you? Right. <laughs> but she said it in a very loving way. Yeah. Right. Um, had, did you guys read Wild, her her most popular book, no. um, her memoir? 
So I didn't know she had written anything else, to be honest, before. All right. So I'm very immature in my, uh, (laughs) in um, anything that's like too popular or too famous. I'm sometimes like, oh, I'm not interested in that. I don't, I don't need to read that. How good can it be? How good can it possibly be? (laughs) Because Wild was like, you know, an extremely popular memoir and then an extremely popular movie. I didn't see the movie. And I finally read it because in memoir class, one of my teachers was talking about what a great writer she was and read the passage. And I thought, okay, that, that does, that was well written. Mm -hmm. And I read it. It was excellent. I mean, Mm. it's really, it's (laughs) duh. (laughs) Like that's why it was a bestseller. (laughs) Well, not all bestsellers are. No, I know, but it was, it was bestseller and critically acclaimed and, you know, but it took a lot <laughs> to bring me to the table. That's um, but yes, I highly recommend that. She's she's a really good writer. What this yeah. we were talking about yeah. when you were out of the room. Like, yeah, she's a good writer. So yeah. even the things that are just are a little bit less relatable, you just want to follow along for yeah. the journey of where it takes. Yes, she is a very good writer. I agree. Mm-hmm. It was easy to read. Yes, yeah. really easy and fun to read. Yeah, yeah. and uh, even when it was touching and moving or deep or sad. Um, it was still uh, good to read. You know, the way she presented it and wove things was really good. I liked it too. So were we thumbs up? Thumbs up. Yeah, all thumbs yep. up. All the thumbs up. <laughs> so we got a request for our next book club book. Ooh, we got exciting. a request from an author. Ooh. Let me look it up so I can remember. She's sending us, she may already have sent us, but I didn't actually see it. Her books. Um it's called new baby new stress new relationship problems so she is a therapist who wrote a book about what happens to you when you have a new baby what happens to your marriage what happens Mm -hmm. to your friendships what happens to you and she asked if we would read it and i said yes (laughs) for you guys thank you but um but I was like that. I, to be honest with you, when I saw what the subject of her book was about, I think that is so important to talk about. Mm-hmm. And now that we have, you know, 18, 20 years under our belt to look back at that moment and reflect mm-hmm. on what that looked like, I think is a really great conversation. Um, so she w- wants us to book club and then she wants to come on as a guest also due to episodes. Um, but she her book's coming out in September. So uh, like mid-September. So I thought uh, she's sending us, I think, digital copies and hard copies. But I know she's sending digital copies, but I didn't see where we've gotten it yet. But I'll send it to you when we do. Is that mm-hmm. is that okay with you guys? Sure. Yeah. I think it would be a good conversation because everything changes when you have a baby, you know, and everything changes. It's supposed to. Mm-hmm. But really, to I want to see what she says about it. And then reflect on what it was like for me and to see how they match and how they don't match and what I did or didn't do that's different than what she's advising and how it turned out now. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. I remember, um, I, I think maybe Camille was a baby or maybe I was pregnant with her, but somebody who already had a couple of kids um, giving me the, maybe not advice, but just sort of was talking through her process and saying, 
She loved her husband. She was still attracted to him, but she was all touched out at the end of the day from holding babies, Mm -hmm. from carrying people, from touching and cuddling. She said, I loved all of the cuddling, the holding. I'm not complaining about any of it, but I was all touched out. I didn't want him to roll over and snuggle me in bed or anything that it wasn't about. I think we just think about that like, you know, oh, somebody not wanting sex that it's like in this really binary way. And it was like she's like, I still attracted to him, but I just couldn't touch any more skin. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was just done for the Mm -hmm. day. I thought that was so interesting. Uh, I had I was sort of like that, too. I I wasn't about touch. It was about need. Yeah, yeah. Enough people had needed enough stuff for me, and I needed nobody to need anything from me yeah. at all. Not sex, not touch, not snuggle, not not yeah. a conversation, not need nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can relate to that. Um, and, you know, it wasn't easy in our marriage. I think mm-hmm. there were times when Bert was really frustrated, and I was really angry that he was really frustrated because why can't you see all this shit that I'm doing? You know, and you'd have to just kind of, figure out how to navigate through those feelings so did he i mean it wasn't just me um he'd have to like put him his feelings on hold for a minute to, because i was like I can't deal with anything it's really hard um transition and we're all obviously still happily married so we made it through but anyway that's that's the book she asked and i was like i think i would actually like that conversation i think it would be a valuable one to have um for young mothers these days, you know. <laughs> um, good. So what else can we talk about? We've got like a few minutes left, right? <laughs> Ten minutes left to talk. I have to go work out. So I have to hit the road in a few minutes. Thank God. <sighs> Boy, working out is the best thing ever. You are so skinny. Give me some of your thyroid, would you? <laughs> you look great. Oh, uh, thank you. It, Do yeah. you feel good? Um. Well, I'm... It, we'll have this conversation later. I'm going to the doctor because I've had a very elevated heart rate. Mm. Um, I was when I was on vacation. I was wearing a heart rate monitor, and my heart is okay. Um, that I have. Um, it seems like my thyroid is hyperactive because I've been losing a ton of weight. I attributed that to how hard I've been working out, but I've been working out for really hard for seven months, and. Um, a couple of months ago, I started dropping like a massive amount of weight. Um, and um, yeah, I have a very elevated heart rate. So like if I'm working out, I'll be like at 185 beats what? per minute, which is way too high yeah. for somebody my age. Um, and it it wasn't consistent with how um, fit I am. Like it was never like that before. Um, so I went to my cardiologist and um yeah. And so what they've established is that it's not my heart, even though I'm having heart symptoms. Mm. So um, I'm going to the doctor later today. Well, fun, fun, fun. Exciting. <laughs> Aging, right. man. It's dicey, isn't it? It's interesting when things start kind of going wrong, how everything's kind of connected. And well, it sounds like a stupid statement. Everything in your body is connected. But what? Oh I cannot even believe you just said that. Why? Okay, so you want to hear some drama? Yeah. So my no, mom. But yeah. <gasps> I'm actually not even sure I can talk about this, but the very short version is my mom is having trouble with her knee. She needs a knee replacement, doing everything she can to avoid it because she doesn't want to have that surgery, right? So she <laughs> has this injection in her knee 
to alleviate pain, not cortisone, that never worked, whatever, right? So she has this injection. 12 hours later, she wakes up and is shitting blood. Okay. <gasps> so goes to the hospital. Um, doesn't bother to mention she's had this because why would she tell the doctor? Because that was in her knee and it was her stomach that was hurting. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Your knee is like 12 inches away from your stomach. Like, are you out of your goddamn fucking mind? Um, and it's not coincidental anyway, that you have an your injection. entire body is connected. Well, yeah, except but in my mother's world. So, yeah, that's yeah. Well, cell phones also aren't connected to travel for her either. <laughs> she brought it with her to the hospital. Do you know when I found out she was hospitalized six days after she got home? I can't even wait from her last trip here. Wait, what? No, she was hospitalized a few weeks ago. Yeah, this this when this happened, she ended up being hospitalized overnight. And I found out six days later, she brought her cell phone to the hospital with her, though. Didn't open it, didn't turn it on, didn't call me. She just figured, oh, the doctor would because he asked next of kin. Oh, yeah, I have her number. I can't I, like I can't, like the fallout from this. Like, I'm so stressed about this woman. But yeah, but she does not think everything is connected because if you get a shot and 12 hours later you're shitting blood they can't possibly be related yeah how <laughs> what is wrong with her i please please i've been asking that question endlessly and then all of the subsequent things like why wouldn't you call me why would you think that sending an email after you got home and then my not responding was like oh she forgot yeah what she like typed the wrong email. Like instead of picking up the phone and calling me and telling me any of this happened, she sent me an email and typed the wrong email. So I never got it. And she's like, oh yeah, that's weird. My daughter didn't call. <laughs> and didn't think at that point to pick up the phone either until six days later when on my birthday, she called me. Oh my Lord have mercy. Oh, so she wasn't yeah. even calling about that. She was no. calling to say happy birthday. Oh, oh my by the way. Goodness. Oh. And I was like, God, what is wrong? Why do you sound so terrible? Oh, from being hospitalized. And I was like, what? Yeah. Oh my God, Kathy. Yeah. Happy birthday. <laughs> drama, well, drama, I got drama you something beautiful woman. for your birthday. It's absolutely beautiful. <laughs> Actually, Isla picked it out. We we found it, and she went, "This is a Kathy Fromkin." And I went, "Oh, I think That's it is funny. a Kathy Fromkin." She's like, "We have to get it." So it has traveled on a bus from Alabama, <laughs> and then Sweet. in a car from here to. The beach house, and it is now sitting in my garage. <laughs> my beach house, a million times, I was like, you need to just go put that in the car right now. But it's fragile, mm -hmm. and I didn't want to put it in the car and then drive around with it. I wanted to put it in the car and bring it home, right? Got it. And I totally well, forgot yeah. it. So now you got to come to the beach. <laughs> Get your birthday right. gift. It's beautiful. but Yeah, that sounds like the kind of vacation you need, though. I was going to say, go to as you're you thinking, to, as you're talking yeah. about all this stuff, I was like, you guys should just, you should have gone to the beach all weekend, all summer. It was been sitting there empty. Could have gone all yeah. summer, just for a weekend. Yeah. Bring your little rat dogs. <laughs> your two little rats. I've got to get a fence up on that one side of the yard so that we can actually bring our dogs. But... Um, well, man, Kathy, I'm sorry that, uh, uh, yeah, I mean the whole, like your body's connected just prompted this, like, <laughs> I saw not for everyone. <laughs> like, really? Oh, Jesus. Really? How is it that every sane human understands that your body is connected except for one? I don't understand. If you life. get a shot and anything happens, you have a rash, your ears are ringing. 
like you have double like vision. Just, like it goes on and on. Cause I'm like, I, okay, here, here we go. I'm like, mom, great. You are super sensitive to medication. Her response. No, no. That was three years ago. In I've been on the same blood pressure medication for three years and I've been fine. Well, that is true. Do you remember three years ago, we had to go through three medications, two of which you had severe reactions to like you were super sensitive. Nope. Nope. I'm good. Oh my God. Like, how do you, how do you rationalize? How do you, how do you parent somebody who's not based in reality? Like, that's really what it comes down to. Like you cannot help somebody who just literally like thinks so differently. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's so fucking frustrating. Like I can't, I can't possibly do anything. Yeah. With that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I can really light a little bit with my dad. He's not quite that bad. Your dad does not. No, but stuff like this, (laughs) right? Go get some hearing aids. Mm-hmm. I spent my entire time at the lake going, I'm going to move this back. So, Daddy, <laughs> the fire pit looks awesome. What'd you say? Yeah. And you, you know how exhausting it is to talk at that volume for like 10 days? And I kept going. And finally, we were sitting in the fire pit. Burns goes, Jimmy, you got to get some hearing aids. Like, like you got to. Like, uh, like we're yelling. And he goes, well, I can't hear nothing. He goes, because you need some hearing aids. And I'm like, I've been, I've been saying this for fucking years. Years. And he keeps talking about, well, he's got to do this Medicaid, Medicaid, Medicaid. And I've said to him for years, I will buy them. You do not have to go through Medicaid. I will purchase it because it will improve my life <laughs> as right. well as yours. Yeah. Please. No, no, no. I don't want to do that. No, no, no. So Bert gives him this huge speech about letting us help him, letting us take care of him. That is the joy of our life to be able to take care of the people we love. You know, that's, we're so privileged and, and humbled by that privilege to be able to give him the best hearing aids on the planet, you know? So I can't believe it. I called him on his birthday, which was on Friday last week. What you doing? Whatever. And then very coyly he goes, I think I found some hearing aids. I said, you did? He said, you know why I like these? I said, why? He said, because you can adjust the volume with your phone. So if I'm in a room and it's just overwhelming, I can go on my phone and like turn them down. And if I'm talking in a quiet conversation, I go on my phone and turn them up. Now that I can do. The Medicaid hearing aids don't do that. (laughs) It's like, okay, can we get you some hearing aids? And he goes, yeah, I think think I'll I'll go get these. I was like, thank God. You know how many years I've been... Not not a month, years. I've been trying to get him to this place. Why? I don't know. But Kim Burt talked to Lenore because she's in the same <laughs> boat. Is he available to talk to someone know, right? in our family as well? Um, <laughs> right? Could Bert do a PSA about hearing aids? <laughs> right? That would be great. Yes. Well, you know, I heard this thing on NPR, which is what I think finally scared my dad, is they're making so they're starting to make a medical connection between mm-hmm. dementia and hearing loss yep. because your brain stops processing <gasps> auditorily. So your brain stops processing. The processors get all screwed up. Mm-hmm. So they're starting to make a connection Whoa. between the two. So I told my dad that and I went, now you have to get them. 
now I can't have you have dementia because he's going to be a mean motherfucker. I know it. <laughs> His daddy was mean as fuck oh. with dementia. He was like violent oh. and not that way before. And I'm like, I, I could see that, that that happening because he would be really frustrated all the time. And he doesn't do well with frustration management. He doesn't. He never has. Um, so I was like, now you have to. Like, I don't even know if it's true or not, but why risk it? If they're starting to thread the needle, mm -hmm. let's just fucking thread the needle and get some hearing aids. And I think that piece and then Bert saying, you have to do it. I can't <laughs> have a conversation with you. And we'll pay for it, I think. And he read an article in the AARP magazine about <laughs> these that have the remote that goes with your phone where you can change the shit. And now he's okay. So, yeah, isn't that fascinating? It made yeah. sense when I heard that NPR. I was yeah. like, it makes total sense. Because it's yeah. all connected. Yes, all, yes the it's knee, all connected. The knee bone's yes. connected to the ear bone, right? Seriously, right? So crazy. It's shocking information, people. Right? <laughs> anyway, well... I'm glad anyway. to see you guys. I really missed you both. I missed you both too. I yeah. missed you. It's been such a long time. It's, it's crazy, been so right? long. I mean, I had a blast. I'm definitely going back on Fully Loaded next year for sure. But I definitely missed my friends. And I feel like I feel like we 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 did what we wanted to do. And the collateral damage of that is we're not home to see our friends, right? We haven't seen you and Steven together in forever. I yeah. barely talked to Steven in Vegas. I felt terrible about Vegas. And I apologized to him profusely over and over again. And I kept going, I, I'm, I am working. I was like, it was working. Yeah. But the after party, there were like 80 people there. And I kept, as I would... I saw Steven and Eric and his... And, and I tried to get his tickets with Eric and the box office screwed up his tickets... And my friend Christina Rumbly's tickets and another, they screwed up three tickets and it were all my personal people. And I was like, really? Like I made sure, please make sure he's with, there's three Grusins, one Frompkin, just put them together. I should have just made it four Grusins, but oh, yeah. I didn't because you were coming. Right. So I had two Frompkins, three Grusins, and I asked, that, anyway, it just all got screwed up and I kept trying to make my way through this party to their group and every time I turned around someone grabbed me and someone grabbed me and I couldn't get there and I just kept apologizing. I felt like his whole trip was me apologizing. Oh. So it felt terrible. You have to just think about it like a wedding. You know, you can't... If Vegas you're the, was like a wedding. It, yeah, if you're throwing a big event, you're like the bride and like the bride isn't expected to apologize because she didn't have a good sit down with right. her friends. Yeah, like, but I am there's the just, host. Yeah, but when you're the host, you, you just don't... You don't have time for everybody and your friends understand that. And I was like, Eric, what's Steven doing? And he goes, I just texted him. He's doing work. Okay. So I was like, okay. So then if they're talking to each other, then Eric will keep him in the loop. That's what I thought. Yeah. And bless he his heart. Fine. I felt terrible. He's, he's fine. I know, but I still felt bad. So. <laughs> I haven't seen you guys forever. Yeah. Bert hasn't seen you guys in forever. No one's seen Bert except me. <laughs> And everybody in this office. But anyway, I'm glad to see you. <laughs> I'm glad to be back. I'm looking forward to catching up in a yeah. in a way that's not public. <laughs> right? Oh, it'll be fun. So what are you doing the rest of your day? Uh, prepping for Newport. I have like 8 million things I, I got to do. Um, yeah, I think that's it, actually. That's a lot. Um, I'm Yeah, prepping for that. And then... Yes, I've got to do a lot of that because I also am all, 
We are moving Stephen's office again. What? What? Kathy, uh, we need so- to talk. <laughs> I have not caught up with you. I, have, I, I yeah. talked to you. It's been a real, yeah, it's been a busy summer. Yeah, um, sounds But like this it. is now, this is about to start again. Yeah. Wow. Wasn't that just like yes. six months ago or? A year. Like, literally year? one okay. year. Um, yeah. So that's going to be interesting. Um, so, but I actually, once again, because the summer is almost over and we do have a hard deadline, September 30th. I have to do some prep work this week, knowing that for the next three and a half weeks, I'm unavailable. Right. And then all of a sudden it's here, August 30th. Yeah. And then I have 30 days to make all of this shit happen. Right. So I got to get some of that done. So crazy. Then I've got to back up this Newport trip that I've got to coordinate with other family and all of that kind of stuff. Plus the fact just getting my family together. Plus we, in the most part, have to have Max almost ready to go because we're only home for 24 hours before we actually take him to school. You got a busy week. I got a little bit of a busy week. You do. It's a bear. You know, but it feels like every other day. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Right? Like, you know, every day feels like that busy stuff. Right. Anyway. What are you doing today, Kirsten? Doctor, <laughs> vet, and um, buying things for for the college kid. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to work it. out. I'm leaving in 10 minutes, so I'll wrap it up. But going to work out and then have meeting, 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 and then I'm getting a spray tan. <laughs> <laughs> I've never gotten a spray tan before. Wow. I'm a little nervous. I'm afraid I'm going to look like ridiculous, but. Uh, we have something to go to this weekend where it's kind of cocktail and I have a, a strapless and I have bathing suit straps. Oh, yeah. So I was like, I got to get a spray tan. I've never, and my arms are so much darker than my legs and I have mm-hmm. a short dress. And so I need to like, I need everything just to be even. So are you going somewhere? No, or coming someone's to you? coming to yeah. me. I guess I set up a tent uh-huh. oh. and then you get in there naked or whatever. Yeah. And they just like, do it, and then you put on dark clothes and sleep in it. But you have to exfoliate, and yeah. then I guess somebody told me I've got to lotion my knees and elbows. It's <laughs> like I'm going to come out with like black knees and elbows because the company told me not to lotion anything. But I'm like, of course, I don't know what to do. It's ridiculous. I'm I'm so in my head about this spray tan. I'm really nervous that it's going to go <laughs> bad, and I'm going to look really stupid. But I think they figured it out. Uh, yeah, now. exactly. Yeah, I think so, but still, yeah. it's my first time. Okay. I'm a spray tan. I know. Version. I've never done it either. No, right? No. Oh. Me neither. Well, thanks for reading the book. Cool. Thanks for reading the next book. Thanks for coming every month or so and talking about it. We love this. I, I yeah. mean, honestly, I've always wanted to be part of a book club. That's what I always wanted. I was involved in one and literally about one to two books into it, they stopped reading books and they decided, oh, it's going to be the excuse to get together book club. Wonderful group of people. But I wanted to be in a book club. Right. And then you guys invited me into your book club when I became a Girl Scout leader. And again, I think we met maybe once, maybe mm-hmm. twice. And then it sort of just disbanded. Yeah. People got busy and stopped yeah. reading books. So I am thrilled. Oh, You're good. providing <laughs> a service for me good. that I've well, always good. wanted. I always Thank wanted you. to be in a book club. Thank you. Well, I love to hear what other people say about mm-hmm. a book. I've always loved book clubs too. And I wouldn't do it if I didn't have the podcast. I just wouldn't make the time. Obviously, right. I, it's not the truth, right? Like yeah, if I didn't feel the pressure that like I had to do this, like I wouldn't, right? Neither. So I, I, but I like the pressure. Like Me I too. like doing it. You Good. Know? So 
Well, good. Well, thank yeah. you for taking on more pressure. Yeah. Your life seems like it has a lot of pressure. And I'm really sorry. Like I have pressure. Though, I know. Right? I'm sorry we haven't talked all summer. Really. I am sorry. Um, I don't know when I would have talked to you, but I am sorry that I haven't. Because, you know, you still have to be a friend to your friends. So, sorry. Hey, I'm Things sorry. Happen. It goes right. exactly. both ways. We've yes. all been chaotically busy it has been crazy well love you guys until next time <laughs> i think that we should get together and try them on to see Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. You could turn $10 into $250. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/fan and use code FAN. That's code FAN at prizepicks.com/fan. Must be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com for restrictions and details.